Okay, and we want to um, at this time dismiss our children that are going to go to Calvary Kids. Be blessed as they're going. And while they're going, if we could go ahead and have our ushers come up and take up our offering this morning. Let's just ask the Lord to bless our offering. God, we just thank you for the ability to make wealth, Lord. God, we just thank you for being able to be in a free place to worship you this morning, God. And um, Lord, I just ask you to bless the offering, God, as it's being taken up, Lord. And um, just bless it abundantly, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. They're going to play some. They're going to play some. I'm going to say a few things, and then Matthew's going to say a few things, and then we're going to worship some more. So mm, let me just sort of get myself back together here. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing, though. Um, I want to read something to you. And uh, I was just reading this again a minute ago. And y'all go ahead and play. Play on. We want to hear this music. I told them I want to play when I talk. The Lord really is in what uh, Matthew said. God expressing His heart through music, and then giving an, you know, like giving an interpretation of what He's trying to say. Isn't that wonderful? That is cool when the Lord does that. But uh, this is a verse, Matthew 28, verse 18. It says, And Jesus came and spoke to them. Oh, man. That is some of the most... Uh, I was just reading it. I never really started reading those verses. Just thought about it. And Jesus came and spoke to them. It, wouldn't that be the most wonderful thing that ever happened in your life? Is when Jesus comes and speaks to you. And I just thought, man, Lord, that's what we really live for. Is when you come and speak to us. And Lord, we just really say that. When you speak to us, something happens to us. Lord, sometimes we're confronted. Sometimes we're uh, convicted. Lord, but sometimes we just fall in love, Lord, with you in a greater way, Lord. But something always does happen, Lord. Lord, we just right now, we want to hear you speak to us, Lord. And you speak in many ways through your Son, Lord. Lord, we hear you speaking to us in music this morning. So thank you, Lord, for that. Mm. Lord, we ask you for every person in this room that you'd speak to them. They would hear you coming to them and speaking to them. Lord, that is our most coveted thing, that we would hear you speak. Hear you speak. Hear your voice. Lord, even when it comes in a way we've never heard it before, even when it comes in a form that we don't really understand, Lord, that you would, you would teach it to us and show us that that is your voice. Thank you, Lord, for your voice. Come and speak to us, Lord. Come and speak to us, Lord. Jesus came and spoke to them. Well, in this particular case, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, Matthew 28, verse 18. Everybody knows the rest of it. <laughs> it says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. That's something Jesus was saying. You know, we take stuff like this for granted. We've heard it so many times. But he said, all authority. In heaven, all the authority of heaven, 
and all the authority that's on the earth belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that just good news this morning? Lord, we just say that's good news, Lord. Even though we there is a demonic prince of Islam and prince of Persia and all that stuff, Lord, but you said that you are the ultimate authority, Lord. You're the ultimate authority, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you're the ultimate authority, Lord. And, Lord, we want you to be the ultimate authority in our lives this morning, Lord. Lord, we want to say, we want to take this moment, Lord, and give you the rightful places. Lord, we don't want to just say to others that Jesus is the King. We, we want to say to ourselves that you are our King. You are our personal King. You have the ultimate authority in our life, Lord. Lord, any authority that we've taken up, we can lay it at your feet today. Give it back to you, Jesus. Because it was always yours, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Get through this now. It says, uh, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's one, those are just wonderful verses, aren't they? I mean, simple verses, but profound verses. You know, that Jesus was speaking these things. Then he goes on and says, Teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded to you, commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Thank you, Lord, that you're with us, even right now. You're with us, Lord. We just want to say thank you for that this morning, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, that you're with us to the end of the age. Jesus. Now I'm going to try to finish the rest of it. Um, can you put that up there, Brian? Turn that light off back there, that front light. Yeah. Turn it. Can you scroll it down a little bit? Um, I want to read something. Put that arrow over there so it says my heart. Can you do that, Brian? My heart, the second paragraph. Yeah. It's probably too small for you to read, but I, this was sort of something I didn't plan on saying. Uh, but Tony read it and said, this, we need to put this on our website. It's sort of my vision for our church. It says, My heart for Sunday morning is to bless people with a corporate worship which draws them into the presence of God, a word that penetrates their heart and brings conviction, repentance, healing, and revelation and ministry to individual people's needs. And that's sort of Sunday's deal, but that's only a real small, minor part of what the body of Christ is. The rest of what we do is towards discipling. So that's sort of the, in a nutshell, what I really believe the Lord's called us to be doing is that one little paragraph and that little, one little sentence there, you know, there's, there's a lot in that. The rest of what we do is towards discipling. Now, here's, why should we uh, do that? Why should we have a statement like that? Number one is the Lord said to do that and he said to make disciples of all nations and you know, we have many ways of doing that, many interpretations of that. Um, but I believe that God has called the church to make disciples. I believe God has called us to be disciples. Disciples are simply followers of Christ. That's what they are. They follow Jesus. Wherever Jesus goes and whatever Jesus does, that's, that's what they do. And um, I believe, you know, we've talked many times about the problems with the church in America and the issues that the church has, you know, like with divorce and you know, just the carnality in the church, but, you know, really we could talk about those things forever, but what we need is solutions, I believe, to the problems that we have as, as a body of Christ in this nation anyway. We need solutions, and I believe the 
what God has revealed to my heart, one of the ways to solve the problem is to get back to the basic thing that he said to do, uh, and that is to make disciples. I feel in some ways that we have wandered from our basic function, which is making disciples. And because we've wandered from it, it has brought problems to us. We've, we've made other things, you know, we've done other things, other good things, other wonderful things, but because making disciples is not the most important. Y'all keep praying. <laughs> because because we've, we've drifted from our primary focus and our primary mission. It has brought dis- destruction to us in some ways. We've, we've, be- we've become carnal. We've become weak. We've, our testimony is lost. The world has no attraction to us. And uh, so I believe that if we will get back to our mission, if we'll get back, I mean, that's what Jesus did. That's what, if you read the Bible and really find out what's in there, that was what was happening, is, is they were doing what he said to do. They were making disciples. And so we have read the Bible recently <laughs> again and decide what do we need to be doing, and that's what we need to be doing. And uh, I believe, you know, that here's, here's the thing. It's a, a mission. Mission is, when you think about a mission, a mission is a military term. That's what the Army does. They go on missions. And everybody who's on a mission has a purpose. See, you know, the purpose-driven life. You know, there's a famous book in the church now. Everybody wants a purpose. But I believe the way you get a purpose is do the mission. And because you're doing the mission, you, you have a purpose. It's, you know, we sort of get it backwards. We're trying to find a purpose. And because we have a purpose, we think we'll be all right. Well, I think that's wrong. I think we need to do a, have a mission, and our purpose will come to us. I think we have a, if, we go, if we have a mission, then our identity comes to us, who we are, what we are, why we're here on the earth. That's, that's why we should do it. So, see, it solves all these problems. Instead of trying to figure out who I am, what I'm supposed to be doing, all that, if I would do this, it's like this is the big picture. The greater includes the lesser. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Let's, let's, be, let's do the Great Commission. Let's make disciples. So the vision is, is that every person should be making disciples. Every Christian should be making disciples. Every Christian should be discipling somebody. Every Christian should be giving what they've got to somebody else. Giving, what, giving the God in them to someone who doesn't have that aspect of God in them. Every Christian... Every Christian needs to be done. And every Christian, every one of us, not one of us is exempt. We need to be discipled. I need somebody to disciple me. I need somebody pouring into me, giving me what they've got in God. And I need to be doing it to somebody else. I need to be doing it to one person or however many people God gives me to do that. Now that's the vision. That's what we need to be doing. And I believe as we do that, all your, some of your messes are going to get straightened out in your life. Some of your, your problems, because you're doing what he said to do. I mean, in, in some ways, it's just too simplistic. I mean, but I'm telling you, I believe it's an answer. I believe it's God's answer for our lives. I believe it'll remove the boredom of Christianity out of your life. I believe it'll remove the dullness and like, why should I, you know. I believe it, a lot of the temptations that we suffer with, those won't be an issue because you're on a mission. You don't have time. Soldiers don't have time when they're out there. They don't have time to be sitting around thinking about things they shouldn't be thinking about because they know they've got something they've got to accomplish. They've got something they've got to do. They're, getting, they're doing it. 
and, and they find a great sense of purpose and identity and fulfillment, soldiers do, when they're, when they're really involved in what they're supposed to be doing. And I believe we will, if we will do it. Now, there's many ways to do it. You know, you can go, you know, to, to the, across the, the ocean, or you can go next door. You, you hear what I'm saying to you? But we should be doing it right now. We should not be waiting. Nobody in this room should be waiting. Not one of you. So, so we said, okay, Lord, we need to be able to practically do this in the church. So we've, we've come up with our best understanding of how to facilitate discipleship in our church. Now, let me just tell you two things. Number one, we are not, what we're, not, we're doing is we're not doing this to have a successful program in our church. Okay, we don't care about a program. We're not doing what we're Matthew's fixing to tell you that we want to do. We're not doing it to grow our church. We don't care about growing the church like that. We want to do what the Lord told us to do and let the chips fall where they will. That's that's our plan, okay? And I believe if we'll do it, and whether we have are successful with a group that we have this for disciples, that, that I don't care if it's successful or not. I, this is success. That somebody's being discipled and somebody's making disciples. Now, that's our measure of success. And I think if we'll get that in our heart, that is why we're here. And that's why we're doing what Matthew speaks to explain to us what we're going to do. And the reason is this, to make disciples and to be discipled. And that's our vision. And we want everybody to be discipled and to be making disciples, whether you do it in one of these groups that we're going to start or whether you're doing it out there in your workplace. I mean, that's the key is let's do it. And what we want to do is just facilitate it as best as we know how. So the way that we want to do that is just to simply expand our life group ministry, which if you're wondering what that is, a life group is just basically a small group, which I know is not a new concept. But let me just give you a little personal example. You know, on Thursday night, I had this little uh, skirmish that rose up in my life. Does anybody ever have any little skirmishes, little battles that come at you? You know, something that comes to you. And being quite honest with you, it's kind of made me struggle the whole weekend of kind of trying to get over something that happened on Thursday night. And uh, Sarah and I were talking about these life groups on the way here, and I was, I was saying, you know, I really... I have to have somebody, you know, I have my spouse, but I also have to have other friends that when I face those skirmishes, they can pray for me. They can guard my heart and help me to recover things that the enemy's trying to bring against me. You know what I'm saying? And so that's the purpose of a life group. It's basically so that somebody will know you and that you'll know somebody else. And then, as Byron said, you can pass on what you have and they can pass on what they have to you, but also so that we can guard one another's hearts so that the enemy can't so easily get in if we're just by ourselves or, you know, we come in we say, hey, how you doing on Sunday? We're really not doing good at all. So um, I'm just going to introduce to you some of these new life groups and, and uh, just say something brief about them. And you'll hear more about them next Sunday and the Sunday after that. So if I could have our ushers come back up. Some of you guys got these on the way in, but I want to make sure every family... I just want to read this paragraph. I, 
to me this kind of captures it, is that we believe that church should be a place where close relationships are formed, disciples of Christ are made, and worship is a lifestyle, not just songs or sermons on Sunday. In order to provide a practical environment for this to happen, River Life Fellowship has small groups of 3 to 12 people that get together frequently at various places in order to pray for, encourage, and support one another in serving the Lord. So the information in this booklet is going to tell you a little bit about each one of those. and I'm going to tell you about that also here in just a second. Um, but, you know, we've had life groups and home meetings in the past, and a lot of those have been great. These may be a little bit different. I just want to say this. The purpose is not to have a, a mini Sunday morning service. Okay, we're not necessarily gonna we're not gonna have like a worship leader at each one and someone bringing a Bible teaching to you. I mean that could happen, but the point is is that we want we want to provide a place for people to get together and talk about the real issues that you're facing in life and find out how to deal with those things. And to me, that's what discipleship is. So anyway. Um, I'm just going to bring these people up. If the Ulrichs could come up, Tim and Paula, give them a hand as they're coming up. I'm going to let each person next week give a little blurb about their thing, but just to let you know, all the information's right there. These guys are doing a life group at Neil and Bunny's house. Um, by the way, there's a map out on the wall to kind of see where these places are on the map. Um, it's on the second and fourth Wednesdays at seven o'clock, and uh, it's open to everyone and anyone to come and be a part and see what God wants to do there. So that's the Ulrich Linker Life Group, and then next, Bill Hodges. Now you guys can just stay up here. That way we'll just get everybody up here at once. Yeah. All right, Bill is going to be starting a new life group at the Crowley's house. Again, you can look on the map out there and find out exactly where that is besides the directions that are in here. That's going to be on the first, third, and fifth Wednesdays of the month at 7 o'clock. Again, anyone's invited to be a part of that. Um, well, I could say more, but I'll just save that for another time. Um, the Magusus, which, by the way, just found out this week they're going to have a baby. Mary's in the nursery this morning getting ready. So this is called the, the group of the revolving door. Is that right, Marlon? I'll explain, or he can explain to next week what that means. <laughs> but Marlon and Mary have been uh, working with teenagers and young people for a while, and um, their life group is really aimed at high school and college-age young people to come and be a part and just apply biblical principles to life that meets on the first and third Wednesdays at 7 o'clock at their house. All right. And David and Robin Summers. Every Wednesday, David and Robin are already having a time at their house. And I'm going to say a little bit about this because it's a little bit different. They have some uh, neighbors from Argentina and Costa Rica. Is that right? A couple. And uh, they've been teaching them Spanish 
And so David and Robin and their ministry opportunities in Spanish-speaking countries and in their heart to minister to Hispanics in the area want to learn Spanish. So maybe some of you guys are in a similar boat. You'd like to learn to speak Spanish and minister to Spanish-speaking people here and abroad. That's what their life group is going to be all about. And uh, it's going to be exciting to see what the Lord does with that. So that's the summers. It's every Wednesday night. And then let's see, the next one in here is Scott and Melissa Forsyth. Let's see, they've been here a little over a year now, right, from Canada. And uh, they're going to be leading a 20-somethings life group on every Thursday at 6.30 at their house. So uh, for young adults particularly, that starts... This week. All of these start this week, as you're going to see in the announcements, by the way, for the most part. And then uh, Kim Linker, she's going to be, uh, yeah, she's going to be leading a live group for married ladies. Um, the Lord's really brought a lot of unsaved women into her life recently that she's shared about. Um, and uh, she really has a heart to minister them and develop relationships with other married women and just kind of uh, disciple each other. So that's every Friday at 7 o'clock. All right? Then uh, the Getting Loosed Women's Life Group, Betsy Martin and Pat Van Heinegan. Getting Loose. All right. And if you read there about the format... The, the title for that comes from T.D. Jakes' book, right? Woman, Thou Art Loose. Uh, which, by the way, just as a little blurb, I went to see that movie last night. T.D. Jakes is in it. It's a very intense yet powerful movie. Um, it's pretty amazing. But anyway, they really have a heart to get to know other women. And uh, they're going to meet every Friday night. So that's the get Women's Life group going on, and that's going to be at Betsy's house. Again, there's directions in here. Uh, Palmer, where's Palmer Holt? He's going to be doing a men's life group, which is going to be centered around cooking out and just hanging out. And uh, is that the second? Okay, the, the first meeting will be to, to be announced, so uh, you can just look for more information on that. All right, and last but not least, the Harknesses. The group of the faded jeans. Again, open to anyone who wants to be involved, just to get together, eat together, relax, share your lives with one another. That's what the Harknesses want to do, and uh, we'll hear more about that later. Every Friday at 7.30. Um, is when they're going to be meeting at your house. So again, directions are in there. So again, all these people have a heart just to meet together and do what Byron was describing. And um, I think it's going to be a really awesome thing. And the way we can do this is if you'd like to be a part or check out what's going on in one of these groups, just come to them and say, hey... I'd like to come to your house. You know, can you tell me exactly how to get there? Give them a call, drop them an email, and we'll get it started like that. Sound good? All right. Thank you, guys.
Okay, and finally... Uh, we're also interested in figuring figure if there's some feasibility of having a meeting for those people who don't live in Mooresville but live south of Mooresville, uh, people in Concord like we are, uh, Davidson, Cornelius, Huntersville, North Charlotte. So if any of you are interested in that, please get a hold of me. Yeah, so what we've tried to do is set this up so that there's meetings various nights of the week, there's meetings close to you, there's meetings with people like you, you can just choose which one you'd like to get involved in, and I'm just excited to see what the Lord's going to do with all that, so um, we're going to get back into worship, before we do that, I want to take up an offering for these guys, so um, if the ushers can come back up, and let's pass the plates, um, as we're getting that going, let's just, let's just agree together and pray for um, these guys. They've got uh, another gig going on this afternoon, actually, and uh, have a lot going on. So, Lord, we just thank you for um, this group, Lord. We thank you for your heart, Lord, being expressed through them. And I pray that especially as they go into um, places where people don't really know you, Lord, that they be able to express your heart, God, that, you're, that the gospel would come through the music, Lord, God, would come through their lives, Lord, that they'd be able to... to, um, to Speak to people, Lord, through their music and through their lives, Lord. And we just ask for your anointing and your blessing to be upon them. Thank you that they'll be here with us, that they've been here with us today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So I just encourage you, be generous, and let's really bless these guys. And we'll go back to you.